POD Insights, the podcast. Jeff here for POD Insights, the podcast and YouTube channel. In this episode, I'm going to discuss how you can get started in print-on-demand on Etsy for free. Even if you're already selling print-on-demand, the tools and resources I'll cover may be useful to you as a way to keep expenses down. For new listeners, I'm an Etsy print-on-demand seller and I've had my shop since August of 2020. So far, I've made over 5,000 sales and over $110,000 in total revenue. I host this channel to share the things I've learned in my print-on-demand journey, in addition to sharing through my YouTube channel. I've stated before how I started out using mostly free resources until I started earning regular profits, and over time I've added paid services that enhance the designs I offer, my research capabilities, product mock-ups, and more. In this episode, I'll cover the free resources I've used in the past and some that I still use. When it comes to maximizing your profits, there's no need to pay for a resource if there's a free one that's just as good. Of course, it doesn't always work that way. I just mean to say that you don't necessarily need to graduate to paying for something if the free version meets your needs, and it can help keep your profit margins intact. Before we talk about specific tools and resources, I need to provide a quick preface about opening your print-on-demand Etsy shop. There's no cost to create an Etsy account and open a shop. Etsy has a paid shop plan called Etsy Plus, but that's not required. Many print-on-demand platforms such as Printify and Printful offer free accounts with no monthly fee. If you haven't selected a platform yet, I recommend listening to episode 2 from this season. That's the episode right before this one and I reviewed several aspects of many popular platforms. The one thing you cannot do for free is fulfill your orders. Selling print-on-demand on Etsy requires you to pay the print-on-demand platform upfront to fulfill orders and ship them to your customers before Etsy pays you the revenue from the order. So while you can get started for zero monthly fees, you will have to provide a payment method, usually a credit or debit card, to your print-on-demand platform to pay for orders. If you're interested in trying out selling your designs but would rather not take this step yet, consider other platforms like Redbubble or the Merch by Amazon program, or both. That's a topic for another episode, but wanted to get that out of the way before we move on. We're going to break this down into categories. Sources for possible designs as well as design editing software, mockups, shop logos and graphics, social media, and of course, keyword research. All of the essential elements that you need to have in place to open your Etsy print-on-demand shop. First, we're going to consider tools to create and edit designs, as well as potential sources for some design assets. One type of print-on-demand design that has great selling potential and does not require graphic assets are text-based designs. Many people who are not graphic designers, like me, or don't have original work to use, get started by focusing on text designs because you can make a lot of them pretty quickly and you don't have to worry about licensing of graphic assets. You do still have to worry about trademark infringement if you're trying to sell a word or phrase that's trademarked, so you still need to do your proper trademark checks, but you don't have to worry about licensing of the actual of graphics because you're not using graphics. Now, if you are a graphic designer who wants to sell your designs, you likely don't need any of the tools that I'm gonna be discussing in this category because you probably already have design software to create and edit your work. 
If this is you, then you will just need to be aware of the file types and settings necessary for print-on-demand products. And that also goes for the rest of us, so we'll cover that first. Generally, you're going to need to have PNG files of your designs in order to upload them to print-on-demand products. In some cases, JPEG or JPG files will work for things like posters, but most of the time you'll need to have a transparent background for designs on apparel and other products, so PNG is going to be the way to go most of the time. If you save your files as vectors currently, just export them as PNG files and you'll be all set. A common file dimension that works for most t-shirts is 4500 by 5400 pixels. But most platforms also have PSD or Photoshop file templates you can download and I would recommend that because it helps you get familiar with the common file dimensions for various products. Two other common settings to be aware of. 300 pixels per inch is the desired pixel density for your image files. But anything 150 or higher should work. Just know that 300 is sort of the gold standard, that's what you're looking for. Web graphics are usually 72 pixels per inch, so you don't want to use any types of graphics that were made to be web images. This is just not going to come out very good on printed products. It doesn't translate into a sharp or crisp image. You'll also want to set your editing software to the CMYK color profile, because that's the color range that printers use, not RGB. It usually doesn't cause a big problem, but if you do a lot of custom editing your designs and a lot of color editing especially, a lot of changing colors in your designs, you could select an RGB color that can't be exactly recreated in CMYK, so it will come out looking slightly different than what you intended. So for that reason, I recommend that you just save your files or edit your files using the CMYK color profile and export them that way so that you won't have any of that concern. All right, so now let's talk about the tools themselves. First, let's talk about free editing software that works similar to Adobe Photoshop. Photoshop is a great all-around software that's not just for photos. In fact, many people use Photoshop, including myself, to create text-based designs, and it's great for that. There are a couple of free tools out there that emulate Photoshop as far as the user interface or UI, making it pretty easy to switch to Photoshop if you decide to do that at some point. There are also some others out there that work great, but they don't try to be like Photoshop. The first one I'll mention is a web-based editing tool called Photopia. It's spelled like Photo-P, so it's P-H-O-T-O-P-E-A. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. I think it's Photopia, even though it's not I-A. If it's Photo-P, I apologize. Now you don't have to download or install anything to use Photopia. It all runs on the website. You can download your finished files with no limitations. You might be wondering if a web-based tool has the computing power necessary to render files, but consider the types of files we'll be working with here for print-on-demand. You might be working on text-only designs or editing fairly simple graphics. We're not going to be rendering 3D files or anything like that. You still have the ability to insert vector files and then edit them before exporting them as a PNG. Using it is as simple as going to photopia.com and clicking on New Project. From there, you set your dimensions and details and you're ready to create a new design. You can insert existing graphics from your computer or a cloud location, or create a text-based design or a combination thereof. Editing features work similarly to Photoshop as I mentioned, with layers, layer styles, masks, and filters. 
Overall, I think it's a great tool for getting started if you think you might go for a, a paid Photoshop subscription at some point because the UI is very similar and it won't be difficult to switch to Photoshop when you do decide to do that. Another free editing software that's very popular is called GIMP. This one is a download rather than a web-based tool. And this one is a little different because GIMP is not trying to emulate Photoshop's UI or user interface. It's kind of its own thing. GIMP offers a wealth of features and it can be a bit surprising that free software offers as much as it does. But there's a bit of a learning curve with the user interface in order to take full advantage of all of those tools and resources that it offers. One thing GIMP does not support is editing raw photo files. But for the purposes of print-on-demand, we generally won't need that since we work primarily with graphics that are in PNG, SVG, EPS, and JPG file types. Check out GIMP.org for full details and the link to download. There's no risk here since it's free software, so if you don't care for the interface or find it too difficult to use, you can always try another one. Now let's consider a couple ways to add graphics to your designs without incurring any cost. One thing that you can do is take advantage of the basic clip art style graphics that some print-on-demand platforms offer as a way to add another dimension to your text designs. These types of graphics probably aren't going to be the main focal point of your design because they're going to be very basic and they're available to anybody who has an account, but they can be a good addition to your unique text design. Printful offers a library of basic clip art graphics with their free account. Printify does not currently offer this full-time, but they do send out some free graphics around the holidays for everybody to use. You can also check out free image search engines like Pixabay. They have vector graphics available that can be great for incorporating into a design. However, make sure you review the image license information. You can see it by reviewing the Pixabay license when you're on any image page on the site. So just search for an image and then click on one of them. And on that page, you'll see a link to review the Pixabay license. Basically, Pixabay lets you use any of their graphics for commercial use, including physical products, as long as you alter it somehow and don't just use the graphic by itself. For example, if you find a vector of a cat that you wanna use, you cannot simply download that graphic, save it as a PNG, and put it on a t-shirt for sale. You would need to alter the design or incorporate it into your own design for it to be an acceptable use. But it's not too complicated. Something as simple as adding text and changing the color of the cat would be fine. This can be a great way to start incorporating graphics into your designs without incurring any additional cost. Now you may be wondering about Canva. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Canva under the category of tools to use for creating shop graphics and social media content because Canva's image licensing is very complicated for a lay person, and that's me, to understand. They make it rather difficult to understand what is an acceptable use of their graphics, even for paid accounts, when it comes to commercial use. However, what is simple and clear is that you can use Canva's graphics and templates for social media and for graphics that promote your business. Where it becomes kind of messy is when you try to interpret uses that involve resale on physical products. The bottom line for me is that you can use a free Canva account to quickly and easily make promotional materials for your business, but I stay away from using Canva for any designs that I plan to sell on products. Okay, we've got some software to create and edit designs. Now we need to create some mock-ups of our products for our Etsy listings that feature those designs. 
One of the most common areas that I see Etsy sellers making mistakes is with mock-up images. Do not underestimate the importance of good mock-ups, especially the one that will be your primary thumbnail that appears in search results. 99% of the time, the first image a customer will see of your product is the primary thumbnail appearing in search results. What's the other 1%? Well, that could be a range of things, like someone seeing a mock-up on your social media account, maybe pictures that somebody's posted on a blog. But the point is that most customers are gonna see that thumbnail and search results and make a split-second decision to either click on it or keep looking. Even if you do all your SEO research and have great keywords in your title and tags that match what the customer has searched for, the first image is the biggest impression you have to make. And if price is equal among the listings, it's that picture that decides who gets clicked on and who doesn't. So please don't use the default mockups that Printful, Printify, or other platforms provide you as your primary mockup. It's fine to use those to show the different color options that you offer for your product, but your first few mockups, and especially that first one, should be higher quality, realistic looking mockups. You want your mockups to say, I'm a professional seller who cares how my products look. Not, I just got a free Printify account and I want to put in minimal effort. Okay, I know that was a bit of a soapbox, but that's just how important I believe mockups are to getting your listings clicked on on Etsy. So how do you get more professional looking mockups without paying for a mockup service? Well, the answer to this one is pretty simple. Placeit is my favorite mockup service, and that's P-L-A-C-E-I-T. I've had a paid Placeit account for over a year and I love it because they have a huge catalog of mockups, even video mockups. But they also have graphics you can customize for social media, a logo maker, they even have tools for YouTube, which I've actually used for the POD Insights YouTube channel. But they also have a free account that gets you access to a sampling of their mockup library. They rotate which ones are free, so it's not always the same mockups, and that's a good thing. Generally, you can always find some very usable t-shirt, sweatshirt, hoodie, and mug mockups for free. Just create an account, no credit card required, and start creating your mockups. Another way you can improve mockups for items that may not have templates available on Placeit's free account is to edit them yourself. Let's say that you're selling stickers of your designs, but Placeit doesn't have a sticker mockup available with the free account. You can take the basic flat mockup from Printify and use your photo editing software to create your own mockup. For example, find a photo of a laptop on Pixabay, either a closed laptop that's sitting on a desk, something like that, or an open laptop where you're looking at the back, but just make sure that it's kind of a flat looking image. Then go ahead and create a new file in the photo editor of your choice. For mockup images, 2000 by 2000 pixels is a good size. Insert the photo of the laptop that you found on Pixabay, then insert your flat sticker mockup from Printify. If the background is not transparent, and it's likely not, it's probably a white background, you can delete the background by using the magic wand or the color selection tool. Now resize the sticker image and place it so it looks like it's on the laptop. Just don't make it so small that it's hard to see in the final image. And there you go. You've got a more realistic mockup than the original image on a white background that Printify provided. Canva also offers a library of background photos that can be good for mockups, and their text editing is also very easy to use, so if you ever need to add text to your mockups, you can do that very quickly on Canva. This is an acceptable use of the free graphics on Canva because you're not going to sell them, you're just using them to promote your product. 
Now that you've got some better mockups for your product, don't waste that time and effort by not making sure the primary thumbnail is saved correctly in your listings. Your primary thumbnail, is that's the first one that you upload to your listing, should be the best mockup of your product, meaning it's the best color option if it's apparel, and it's got to be one where your design stands out really well. It also should be the most professional looking mockup that you've got of that particular item. Just underneath where you uploaded the uh, images of your mockups in your Etsy listing, they provide you a chance to edit how the primary thumbnail will appear in search results. Take advantage of this by adjusting it. Zoom in to your design so that it's very clear and centered in the image. Now you'll be light years ahead of any seller who's using a plain white background or a less professional looking mockup and someone who's not taking the time to center the design or zoom in on it. Don't worry about it if you can't see the full product in your final thumbnail that appears in search results. So if you say you've zoomed in far enough to see the design and now you can't see, I don't know, the sleeves of a t-shirt, that really doesn't matter. The customer knows they searched for that product, right? So if they searched for a t-shirt, they expect the search results to be t-shirts. So you don't need to show them that it's a t-shirt. They're looking for the design that they like. So show them your design. All right, now we've mastered free mock-ups, so let's talk about some more types of graphics that you're gonna need to improve the overall appearance of your shop. There are a few more types of graphics that you need to improve the appearance of your Etsy shop and look more professional to potential customers, but you can create these for free as well. Ultimately, you wanna convey a professional image and having a consistent theme to your shop's appearance is one way to do that. I'm talking about things like your shop logo, a banner image that appears on your shop page, and some graphics that might appear on your listings like size charts or images that provide information about things like coupon codes or volume discounts if you offer that. If you plan to promote your shop on social media through accounts with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest, and I recommend that you do that, you'll also need similar graphics for those platforms as well. This is the category where Canva really shines as a very easy to use and flexible tool for your business. Sure, you can use the same photo editing software that you use for designs, but Canva has a whole catalog of assets and templates to use, even with the free account. And because we're not planning to sell these graphics at all, we are safe to use the resources that Canva offers. Canva also makes it easy to maintain a consistent theme across the graphics you need for your shop. For example, you can create a banner image for your Etsy shop page using a template, and then copy and resize the same file to use as your Facebook page banner. You can then use the same design elements to create a size chart for products that appear in your listings and for images that list any coupon codes that you offer or things like that. Canva social media templates are great for making Instagram or Facebook posts, and they make them look more professional. Of course, you can upload your own images of your products and insert them to any of these graphics. And don't skimp in these areas either. Put some time and effort into it. If you need inspiration, search Etsy for some type of t-shirt design, and then look for a seller on page one of the results who has at least a few thousand sales. Then click on their shop name to go to their shop page. Take a look at a couple of their listings, as well as that shop page. Chances are they've created a consistent theme across their shop page and each listing with professional looking graphics, size charts, a logo, a whole nine yards. Now check out a couple of those shops and then head back to Canva to come up with your own style. Just try not to create graphics that all look different. 
It's fine for your social media posts to feature different themes or styles depending on the message or the time of year, but the main graphics that you use like a shop banner, a logo, etc., those things should have a similar theme or style to them. I still use Canva for this kind of stuff because it's very quick and easy. Our last topic for this episode is how to do keyword research for free. Well, I won't lie to you, the best keyword research tools I've used are ones that you have to pay to use. But did I make sales on Etsy before I started paying for a keyword research tool? Yes, I 100% did. You definitely can do research without a paid service, so let's talk about a few things that you can do. First, the most general tool out there is Google Trends. Just Google Google Trends to find it. That, that kind of sounds funny to say out loud, but I say it's general because it's not specific to Etsy, right? It's just data on what everyone on earth has been searching for. Using Google Trends is something you can do regardless of the platform you sell on, so it's a useful tool to be aware of. Of course, I recommend you filter it to the country that you plan to sell it. Now you can use Google Trends a couple different ways. You can shorten the time frame of your search down to the last 24 hours or last seven days to check for hot items that are trending, meaning possible topics that you could create a quick design to jump on a trend before it dies down. To do this, you would enter the base product as your search term. So not a long tail keyword search, but just a search for something like shirt or t-shirt. And then you're gonna look under related queries for the long tail searches that included your base word. I've actually found a couple of design ideas this way, gotten a design published immediately and made sales the same day. However, it's kind of a roll of the dice and of course you cannot create designs with trademark or copyright issues. So it's really not what I would recommend as your only sales tactic. You're better off doing this as something you do in addition to creating evergreen designs. And those are designs that can sell at any time regardless of trends. Google Trends can also help you plan in advance for seasonal designs. If you enter a search query like mom mug and then change the time frame to the last five years, you'll see which times of year had spikes in search volume for mom themed mugs. Spoiler, in the US it's about a month before Mother's Day and a month before Christmas. Every year like clockwork. This tells you when to focus on creating mom themed mugs throughout the year. You can identify trends like this for many types of designs and make yourself kind of a design cycle calendar. It can help give you ideas for designs to work on if you're wanting to create some new items for your shop but you're coming up short on ideas. Moving on to something more specific to Etsy, you could start with Etsy itself. When you start to search for something on Etsy, a dropdown will pop up and start to suggest some search phrases that are popular. Even before you start typing, it will show you popular right now phrases. If you have an idea but want to know related phrases that people are searching for on Etsy, this is a very quick and easy way to check that out. It does not, however, tell you actual search volume. We just know that Etsy's own data says people are searching for these things, so they want to suggest them to more people. Remember, the one thing that sellers will always have in common with Etsy is that we both want more sales, so you can trust their data when it comes to that. The last method is going to be the most specific, and that's eRank. It's an Etsy keyword research tool that happens to offer a free account. They also have paid accounts, so the free account has some limitations with it, but it's going to be one of the most helpful free keyword tools that you can get. Just go to erank.com and click on plans to see what you get in the free plan. Right now it includes 50 keyword lookups per day and up to 100 listings analyzed. 
you can sync your Etsy shop to your E-Rank account and have it analyze listings. And it will let you know if there are missing keyword tags, misspellings, and things like that in your listings. However, even just using the 50 daily keyword searches is helpful. Because it's specific to Etsy, it's not the whole internet. The most helpful thing about keyword research tools in general, including having a free E-Rank account, is that they not only provide you with monthly search volume for the keyword phrases that you search for, but they also tell you how much competition shows up in the search results. So instead of constantly having to check the search volume in this tool and then go back to run the same search on the Etsy site to see how many search results there are, the tool tells you both. This allows you to more quickly assess whether a niche is worth pursuing. If you see a very high search volume, but say 50,000 or more competing listings, it will be very hard to break into that market without paid advertising. But if you find a long tail keyword phrase that has say 500 or fewer listings, you have much better odds of making some sales there. And if you do make a couple sales, you can find yourself on page one a lot quicker. Ultimately, if you start to make profits on Etsy and decide to stick with print on demand for the long term, I do recommend that you invest in a paid keyword tool like Sales Samurai because it unlocks more data and features that the free E-Rank account doesn't offer. I've done a couple videos on Sales Samurai on the YouTube channel, so check those out if you want to see how it works. But since we're sticking with free stuff in this episode, I'm not going to go into detail about that now. While the free E-Rank account is limited, as I mentioned, it definitely is better than not doing any keyword research. It 100% helped me make some early sales when I started my Etsy shop. It's definitely a great tool to help you get started and save on expenses until you're making regular profits. If you're still listening at this point, now you know just how much is out there to help you as an Etsy print-on-demand seller that won't cost you a dime. I hope all of these resources are helpful if you're just starting out. Or even if you're already selling and looking to keep your costs down, these can be great tools. As I mentioned, I still use some of these resources today. Maintaining your profit is all about managing expense. So remember, only pay for something if it will enhance your business. Sometimes that's true, sometimes it's not. It's just important as a business owner to always ask yourself that question. Well, that's it for this episode. Don't forget to check out the POD Insights YouTube channel and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of future episodes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.